72 the Mandarian Horn Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Janelle Vecchio. Good. To the point. I like it. I was going to say Janelle has a huge zit inside her nose, Vecchio. Gross. No one wants to know that. But I thought that would gross out everybody. Well, now you've already outdone yourself. I don't understand how a little... Infected pork could cause so much pain. I don't know, baby. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the restraint that you intended to have is no longer. I tried, but I feel it pulsating on the inside of my nose. Gross. Yeah. Well, that's a <laughs> that's a good way to start the show. Uh, welcome to the Mandarin Orange Show, everyone. We're glad that you're listening uh, to our podcast. And it's it's a good it's a good time, mm-hmm. except for your nose. Well, I just hope that none of our listeners have to endure an infected nose. It nose it. Nose it. Nose it. Uh, I hope so too. Those are the worst. Moving along, um, it is a four day weekend for us. No, well, it's a four day weekend for, for me and some the kids. For me and the kids, which is like the best. I love it. There's nothing like it. Well, and you guys only have a four-day week, and then it's Thanksgiving break. Oh, and this last week was a four-day week. I think that was like the best thing that came out of like the pink slip furlough, forced furlough days phase in teaching. Yeah. Was that they extended Thanksgiving to a week-long break. Is that why that is that way mm-hmm. now? When we were kids, um, you only got Thursday and Friday off. Yeah. And if you think about the beginning of my teaching career, the first three or four years, yeah. I only had Thursday and Friday off. And now we get the whole week off. But why does that affect out here, too, though? They have furloughs out here, too. The only difference is now we get paid. Whereas during those times, they were, we didn't get paid. Yeah. Well, I think it's great. Uh, gives us a chance to do a lot of fun stuff. And we did some fun stuff this last week, too. So uh, let's talk about it in the news. And now the news. So, um, please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, wherever you listen to us. Um, Oh, we got a new review on iTunes this week. I forgot to tell you. I thought we have to read those out loud. Well, I guess we should, huh? You used to. Well, But anyways, it helps us climb the charts and new people get to see us and it helps, you know, us do what we do, so... Please do that if you haven't. Um, if you can also remember that we really would like to be the only thing that comes up, at least the top thing that comes up when you type Mandarian. It still is mind-boggling that, that that's not, because we're not man. it's not Mandarin. It's a separate, different word. I don't understand. All right, so this one was actually uh, like a little over a week ago, October 30th. And it's a quick one, but it's a five-star rating on iTunes. Nice. And it says, great show, keeps me entertained. Five stars. Phil and Janelle host a really fun show that covers a lot of interests 
Give it a listen. That's really cool. And that's from Portland Biker. Is that Aaron? I, I think don't know. Aaron already did one. I don't know. Maybe it's someone else. Maybe. Is Aaron a biker? I don't think he rides bikes. Are you kidding me? Oh, does he? Oh, I guess I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Aaron. The only time I've ever ridden a motorcycle was on the back of Aaron's motorcycle. Uh, I guess so. I guess I remember that. <laughs> I just have an old man brain now. I don't remember stuff. So, well, if that is you, Aaron, thank you. And if it's someone else, thank you. Thank you, Portland Biker. I don't remember him riding a motorcycle. Maybe it's just because I never went on it because I'm terrified of motorcycles. Well, we only rode it around the parking lot, and I took, like, a picture, like, holding the, the helmet, like, trying to be so cool, <laughs> and then I just screamed like a baby. It's I've been on a motorcycle two times. Um, one of them was, like, a little dirt bike in the back of a friend's backyard. Actually, I mean, it wasn't, like, a friend. It was this kid I was trying to be nice to from school that was, like, he was kind of, like, me and the kids, and I was trying to, like... You know, maybe befriend him and help be a positive influence type of thing. He wasn't like a bully, but you know, it was that kind of thing. Right. And I went over and they had, he had a dirt bike and he wanted me to try it out. And like all, he had like a bunch of siblings and friends that were over and they all watched me. And I got on it and like he told me how to do it. And I immediately like ran into the side of the house with it and Mm -hmm. got the tire up on the wall like that. And they had to like run over and help me turn it off because I didn't know how to stop it. That was number one. And then number two was a few years later in high school, because I was like in eighth grade or something. And a family friend had a motorcycle and was like really wanted me to go with him. And so he took me on a ride around the lake, up the Big Bear Lake, you know. And uh, it was terrifying. Like I thought I was going to die the whole time. And I. <laughs> well, went, you could possibly. I know. Die. That's the thing. Ever since I saw that red asphalt show, you know, that thing they made you watch and. In driver's training. Traumatizing. There's there's an image, and I don't even want to describe it because it's so gross, but they had an image of a guy on a motorcycle that was in a crash, and I can still, it's like burn into my I brain. I think I know exactly what you're talking Probably about. Probably anyone that had to watch those does. And uh, so, yeah, I that's all I could think of the whole time. So maybe I just blocked that part of my memory of Aaron out. Because I remember making commercials with Aaron and having all kinds of other fun times with them, but I do not remember a motorcycle. Well, speaking of which, I actually met up with Aaron. Yeah, that's this cool. This week. So, um, he came into town and uh, we we met up for some liquid nitrogen ice cream. Yeah. Which I thought would be like all the rage in Portland. They're so hip, right? Right. And um, they'd never heard of it. Did Portlandia lie to us? <laughs> I guess so. And you did ask me if I sung him the Portlandia song. And it, I totally forgot. You should have been there. Uh, that's okay. Well, you had unfortunately, the kids from yeah, he came through town like right as I was doing pickup and drop-off duty. So um, it didn't work out for me to meet up, but I'm glad you got to do that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Aaron, I guess people that don't know, Aaron is like our good friend from college. Who listens? Who listens to the show, so, um, yeah. And he's written in a couple times. Yes. And he helped us with the idea to set up a 
Yes, the contact form. The contact form. So if you want to email us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, you can. Or you can use that handy-dandy contact form on mandarinorangeshow.com. Um, also, speaking of those types of things, Instagram uh, has been like, every day, I've been doing the Instagram story for the 30-Day Movie Pass Challenge, which we'll talk about in more detail in a little bit. But if you guys want to follow and see, like, up-to-the-minute updates of what I'm seeing, little mini-reviews uh, of what, you know, what I thought of the movies, where I'm going in the screen, in the theaters, um, you know. He has a very strategic um, yes. post schedule. Who I'm going to, who I'm seeing it with. If you want to see a picture of me wearing glasses. If you want to see his logo. Yeah, I'm so in love with that little animation. That he works so hard on. Yes, we talked about that in great detail, but yes. I, I love it. So, anyway, you guys should follow us on Instagram and Darren Orange Show and uh, see all of that. And also, you can help vote on what I'm going to see on some of the days. Some days I don't have a choice. Um, you know, Some days I make the decision right. and nobody can sway him. Or some days just the schedule only allows for a certain movie or whatever. And I'm going to tell you, well, we'll get to the 30-day movie pass thing in a little bit, but it's been fun and challenging, so we'll talk about that. Um, also this weekend, uh, this last weekend, we went um, to a cool thing that you set up for us. Yeah, so I had a work conference, and lo and behold, the work conference was at the Great Wolf Lodge. Which, what if people don't know what that is? So, um, you might have seen the very popular episode of Undercover Boss. (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't. The Great Wolf Lodge edition. Um, It's a series of hotels with Mm -hmm. indoor water parks inside them which is funny that they put one in southern california because they don't because we have tons of outside water parks but like and it's sunny year round yeah it's usually they got popular in the east coast and northern united states where it's cold all the time um but they put one here and it was actually really really fun so you got had a training there, and they paid for one night, yeah, and, and we, then we were able to add on for a, a real cheap discount, like rate. less than a quarter of the price, right? Yeah. Uh, so I I put a lot of that on my Instagram story from um, on my vacation pants Instagram story, but in case you missed it, um, it. We went in, um, checked in on Friday night, and, um, but did we go? Yeah, we went down to the The kids water went park. for a bit. We didn't get in, because it was only, like, 45 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, it was, like, really short. But it was, like, super not busy. Yeah. And, um, how many water slides did they fit There's, in? I mean, in this little place, I mean, so it's, you know, this big old indoor building, they have, like, 15 water slides... Plus one of those, like, we'll have a big wave pool. They've got a, like, smaller size, but still decent size lazy river. They have um, a couple different, like, play pools, a little obstacle course thing. One of those big, like, kitty things where the bucket pours down over it. They have one of those, like, indoor surf machine things. Plus they have an outdoor pool and play area. In the little, like, obstacle course? Yeah, I said that. Oh, you said that. And they have, like, a, a little kitty area. They have, like, a big kitty area and a little one. I mean, it's a pretty... 
we've been to water parks that are just full on water parks that have about the same amount yeah. of stuff. Like I think they had every bit as much as the one out in Palm Springs. And you're not cold. And you're not cold. Well, and Luke got cold. Well, but not much, not bad though. At the end, he was getting cold. But even better than that, because it's indoors, nobody wears sunscreen, so you don't have that like sunscreen film all over oh, everything, yeah. like in the wave pool. For sure. It's still like a bunch of bodies in there, but it's way better than having a bunch of like it looks like an oil slick when you get in a nice crowded outside pool, you know. Yeah, so I sadly had to go to a conference all day on um, Saturday, but you guys went and lived it up. I was in the, at the, because I went in the water park with him, did all the slides and stuff on Saturday, and I think we were in the water for a total of like nine hours, was it? Mm -hmm. Ten hours, something like that, on that one day alone. Um, and I was so beat afterwards. And then you came and joined us in the evening. Yeah. And then the next day on Sunday when we checked out, we went for another like three hours, something like that, three yeah. and a half. Um, I was in the pool, in the wave pool, in the water slides, in the lazy river for so much. In fact, I think it was the lazy river mostly that, um, well, and I have to give this a little, I had a surgery on my leg when I was a kid. <laughs> I had a little tumor removed uh, from my bone, which turned out to be benign, thankfully, but it was actually a pretty big, you know, tumor, and it was a large surgery, and I was out for several weeks, you know, recovering and stuff. So anyway, I have a big old scar down my leg, which I can't feel the skin around it, and, you know, I've reduced feeling for a lot of that side of my leg. And apparently it was just rubbing on the bottom of the pool, like <laughs> as I was going around the wave, or the lazy river, all over the sides of the pool, and even still, it looks like, I mean, the day of, it looked like I shaved my leg. I completely rubbed all the it's hair off. Again. It's growing back now, but it still looks like I have a big... It wasn't. It looks like I have Phil a big ball patch. half his leg at the water park. Well, because even, like, it didn't, like, draw blood, but it even had, like, the little, like, you know, where it looked like when you mm -hmm. wax it, it's got, like, little red spots, you know, yeah. and it started... It, I got little scabs on it even. Like, I completely rubbed my leg raw, and I didn't know it because I couldn't feel it. Well, we also had a little battle wound, Luke and I. Yeah. So there's this water slide where it's a two-person tube, and you go down this steep embankment into a, like, circular funnel. And you go around, like, really fast at first. So you go around a few times until you slow down, and then... It takes you down another slide, and then you're at the bottom of the pool. Well, Luke and I somehow hit our feet on, like, the pole right before you were going to go down the second time. I hit it so bad, I, like, my ankle was, like, sore to walk on. Luke hit it so hard, he, like, ripped the skin off his toe. Yeah. And... Then it knocked us backwards, and we went backwards towards the second part. And I remember Luke saying, this is not good, because <laughs> we were going down. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, we'll probably, and I told him, I'm like, we'll probably, like, dunk, but that's okay, just swim to the top. And sure enough, because I was in the front going backwards, we 
totally sink the ship the whole raft flipped over and i just like we like grabbed luke and and he's fine he's fine but he was like i really hurt my toe so we had to go to the first aid and get him all cleaned up he was bleeding all over yeah so they didn't um, do an incident report which is surprising they did ask our name yeah but like i don't know Maybe just from my days as a lifeguard, but when I was a lifeguard, like, if we gave someone a band-aid, we had to have them <laughs> sign a paper for it. I didn't sign anything. They gave me extra band-aids and everything. That was nice. Um, and then there was a funny situation for the family sli- slide. You have to weigh in. Oh, yeah. You have to all stand on a scale together. Yeah, you can't be too fat. We're not. We're not, but if our kids grow to our size, we would be too fat. Right. So we decided that our <laughs> life goal is to never be never too be fat too for fat the for the four of us to go on that uh, water slide together. Yeah. Which is going to put a lot of pressure on us because our kids are going to grow. <laughs> um. So that's good. That's a good goal. Yeah, I think to goal. have in mind. Good goal. So in, um, there was one slide that Luke was too short to go on and so Phil and I took turns going with Audrey I went first and that was probably like one of the most thrilling water slides I've been on and I was not prepared and did not prepare Audrey enough for it because Audrey like freaked out like she was like oh my gosh because it starts as a normal water slide and then you let let into like what do you call it a half pipe? Yeah, but I think it's actually shaped like a funnel. It is because it's an indoor water park, but like I've seen them at normal water yeah, parks, where it's and it's open just like an open yeah. half pipe. And and I I thought we were gonna go upside down. You like, like go way way up the wall. So high, I was like, just hold on, baby. And it's like because we had to sit diagonal from each other because it's a four person yeah. raft, but we had to balance our weight. She was just like, ah. and you and, can't be holding on to her because you have well, to. Hold and on. I feel like my behind like barely fit into the little donut hole. I was like, people have to fly off this thing because. I was, like, barely inside it. It probably happens. And you'll probably be fine, but... But it was way thrilling. And she's like, you promised I don't ever have to do it again. But we convinced her to do it again. Well, because you have to have at least two people. So she had to go on it one more time for me to go. But she was was very brave and did a good job. And I think she didn't mind it as much the second time. Well, I said, you know what to expect now. Yeah. I think that's what was shocking Yeah, she just to thought her. it was like the other ones. And, you know. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So it was a lot of fun, though. We had a good time there. Yeah. I mean. Now, we have talked to your parents about it. Because they went and just paid to go. They paid to go. And it was a lot of money. Um. I don't think I would pay more than we paid right. to go. For what we paid, because, again, we just got to add on for the one day and it was at a greatly reduced rate, I thought it was a great value. But I don't think I would pay yeah. as much as the full price, regular price. you got to factor, price. like, what you would pay for a comfort in, which yeah. for us is, like, 80 bucks a night. Because the hotel itself is fine, but it is not... The four-star prices they charge. Right. You're paying for the water park. Yeah. And then you would factor in the the price of getting your family into the water park. 
So if those things, you know, if you can consider that, it's worth doing. But And I do see deals for it on Groupon a lot, so. It's fun, though. It's I mean, really it was a great fun. weekend. We had a lot of fun. And actually, it led me to, like, really doing an inquiry on indoor water parks. Yeah. Because they're very popular across the country. And um, we actually got a Cedar Fair Pass for um, 2018. And the most popular, highly rated um, Cedar Fair Park is an indoor water park that we can get into really? water Really? What yeah. state is it in? North Carolina. Oh, is that the one that's like on the border between North and South Carolina? Might be. Because there is one that's on our pass that's literally on the border. Or so maybe I'm thinking of the one you told me. Maybe it's in Ohio. Maybe. I don't know. But this one... Like, if you, you can cross the state line within the park. It's built across both Maybe. states. And but South Carolina is one of my four states I've never been to. South? South Carolina I've never been to. Oh, yeah, we went to North Carolina. We went to North Carolina. Um, well, I'll have to find out. But anyways, I want to do a lot of different parks on that pass. So yeah. it'll be fun. All right. Well, one other news thing. Um, we've kind of mentioned it before, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Blue Christmas is coming up. It's the 20th annual Blue Christmas this year. Um, it's a concert uh, event thing that I started back in college um, 20 years ago. and uh, crazy. Which is crazy. <laughs> and we're doing our 20th year this year. We're doing it up in Big Bear. Um, at the same place we did last year, the Big Bear Christian Center, they've been gracious enough to host us again. And we have a really cool lineup this year. We've got some new bands and some bands that are new, uh, you know, have played before. Um, we have After Planet, which is, they're actually, it's cool because they're local to Big Bear. So hopefully we'll get another, you know, a little bit more draw from them. Um, but it's Joey from Radium. And I think, I don't remember exactly who he's doing it with now, but I think he's got some other of the original Radium guys. And for those that don't know, Radium was the first uh, CD we released of a band. I mean, like, a, besides, we did a compilation right. first, but our label's first uh, band, you know, full album release was Radium. I picked up those CDs for you yes, from you did. printing, because you were... I was, like, I was in uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's exciting, and... We also have Isopod that played last year. They're a cool electronic band from Texas, and they're coming back out. Um, then we have Rain House, which is actually Tim Koza, who was in Radio Relay League that played last year. And he also was in Ohm's Law, and we've done stuff with Ohm's Law for years with Potbox. They played at the 10th Annual Blue Christmas, actually. Um, so it's his... He changes the name of his musical act every <laughs> once in a while. This is his latest incarnation um, but it's, you know, it's always the same good stuff with him, so. Uh, and then we have Eric from Paravel. Eric Kennedy is going to be uh, opening it up and doing a set, and he's great. Paravel was, was it the second band that we released a full release from? Uh, no. after They were a little bit later, because Ann Lynn was in between there. But anyway, we released their album on Potvox, but uh, Eric's been doing stuff with Potvox music since the first CD with his old band, so that's exciting. And then finally, we have Harrison Fox. He's going to be doing the musical hosting, and he's uh, doing some cool electronic nice. stuff in between. So it's going to be great. You guys should check it out. You can check out Potvox music on Facebook and uh, find that event page there if you want to. That's P O P V O X music um, or stuff. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Nice. Let us know if you guys. 
are going to be there. And uh, with that, we got to get into it because it's been a big week. I'm deep into the 30-day movie pass challenge. Yeah, you're one-third to be exact. One-third of the way through. So as of this recording, you know, by the time you hear this, it'll be a few days later. But as of this recording, I'm ten days in. um, And I've seen ten movies in ten days. All using MoviePass. And uh, all different movies. And it's been really, really cool. Also a little exhausting and challenging. Because... I gotta travel around and find the places that are showing the movies that I can actually on, see. On November 3rd, we were like, because he did it while we were at the Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. And he, like, took a nap because he was gonna have to go see a late movie. And then I'm, he, I'm like, hey, babe, you, you need to wake up and go. And he's like, oh, I'm tired. Like, you wanna give up on day three? You wanna tell all our listeners that. Yeah, I'm, already, done. I'm already done. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't do Sorry, it. Sorry, too hard. Three <laughs> movies. But no, I made it though. You I made it. You made it. Every day so far for ten days. Um, trying to strategically pick one so that I'll have enough stuff left over at the end of the month. Um, so again, I've been if I have an opportunity to see an indie release or you know a smaller release or whatever or uh, you know I, I've been going to see those. So we talked about the first two ones last week. Um, let's go through it, starting with day three um, of the Movie Pass Challenge. Like you said, we were at Great Wolf Lodge there, uh-huh. and I went for uh, uh, Marshall, which it was a somewhat wide release, but kind of came and went fairly quickly, and it was already not playing near us. Um, so we decided to see that while I was out there. And that's the one that's about Marshall Thurgood, who was the first African-American to be on the Supreme that. Court. And it's not, like, really covering his whole life. It's mostly focused on this one really interesting case that he did, you know, a civil rights case. And it is powerful and awesome. Like, I absolutely loved it. Definitely a recommendation. Who's in, in it? Um, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. I'm not going to look it up right now. But it's the same guy who plays uh, Black Panther in the Marvel movies. Okay. Um is is Marshall Thurgood. I cannot remember what his name is. Um and then Josh Gad is like his no, right. his right hand guy. Um and I think those are the only two like big names that I can think of that are in it. There's probably oh the guy from Babe is the um the judge. That'll do pick? Yep, he's the judge. Yeah. So anyway, you know, a few other little people here and there, but um it's just so good. It, it, it's it's just powerful, but it's such a good, entertaining movie too. Oh, and then the girl is uh, the girl who's the, on the other side of the court case that he's doing. Oh, I saw that. It's Kate Hudson. I, I saw that. Yeah, it's awesome. So anyway, there's a lot of good people in it, but uh, definitely something I would recommend that anyone see that uh, they can. So, I loved it. All right, already off to next? a good start. So the next day. Um, I went to, so this one, this is the most indie small release aside from the, you know, repertory movies that I've seen that, that, uh, that I've done. So we're trying to save them for Laughlin cause we have very limited, right. Limited options there. there. So I went to this little, uh, it's actually a regal, but they show 
all like indie movies. They have a lot of Indian movies and uh, documentaries, all kinds of stuff like that. And I saw Jane, and it's a it was a documentary. I didn't realize it was a documentary when I went to to it. You thought it was like an actor. I thought it was. I thought it was an actor portraying her because in the trailer, like you see a younger version of her, and then you see her like now. Well, what it turned out is, it's a documentary made up of footage that like was lost. You know, whatever they only it resurfaced a few years ago and had not been seen since it was originally shot or whatever. So they used all this unused footage to put together a new documentary, and then they interviewed her now to kind of, you know, narrate mm-hmm. it and stuff. And um, I have to set the stage a little bit. Again, I was really tired. This was the day that I had spent, like, nine hours at the water park. And if you've ever done a water park, it's, it's like even more than a than an amusement park because you're walking up and down the stairs, you're swimming, you know. It's, it's very much a physical activity. So I was just beat at the end of the day. And I went out to this, and it was it was really good. Like I mean, it was it was really well done, but you could kind of see why some of the footage wasn't used originally. Not that it was bad; there was beautiful stuff, but there was a lot of long lingering shots, say of a caterpillar on a leaf, and then a long lingering shot of a different caterpillar on a different leaf, and then several more caterpillars, and then. A bird flying by, and then a boat going down, and just long, quiet. You're putting me to sleep there right was, now. It was and so. And Jane Goodall has a very soothing voice. It does. Like if you ever, she should like read books on tape that would like just put you to sleep <laughs> in in the, in the most comforting of ways. So it was really great, but it was very big on the nature photography and light on the. Content. Uh, well, on the story, story right? Story. It was. I mean, it did. You know, she explained what was going on and talked about some of the stuff. But there was no none of the narrative aspect of it had I not already known from reading about her and watching other documentaries. You know, it was no, there was nothing new other than the the footage itself. You know. Well, I'm gonna throw in a story that happened when you were seeing Jane. Okay. So I had heard from my conference goers. That when the Dunkin' Donuts inside the Great Wolf Lodge closed at 10 p.m., they gave away the donuts. Right. So at 10 p.m., I said if the kids were still awake, we were going to go down and a little bit before it closed and wait around. So I go down there. I scouted out. They had, you know... Not very many donuts left, but enough for, you know, me and the kids to get one. So at, like, 9.55, I get in line. And, you know, because I figured if we were waiting outside, they might not offer it. But if we were inside, they'd offer us a donut. And the lady before us bought, like, a dozen donuts. So now we're down to the powders. Like, do I even want just (laughs) a plain powdered? But I've already... You know, done it. And then the kids are like, why are we here, Mommy? Why are we here? Why are we here? Well, so I got to buy them a hot cocoa. Like, I said, do you want a powdered donut or a hot cocoa? And so I got them hot cocoa. And we were waiting around. They closed. They closed the, like, iron gates. And nobody ever offered. No free donuts. (laughs) Free powdered donuts. Sad. It was so sad. So that's what I did during Jane. <laughs> but the kids got hot cocoa. 
Well, back to the movie theater. <laughs> I'm alone in there, by the way. There is nobody else in the room. And I struggled the entire time to stay awake. And I, I did. I powered through. But I will tell you that my head may or may not have dipped a few times during it. Not because it was bad, but because it was just contemplative, meditative, and beautiful. And soothing. <laughs> and my gosh, it was, it was a long hour and a half or however long it was. Not because it was bad, though. Just, you know, a little slow. But, uh, you know, enjoyed getting to do that. That's actually the single most expensive movie yet. Because I've been tracking, if you guys have fallen along on the Instagram story, or on Facebook, because I've been posting it to the Facebook page as well. Man, Aaron Orange Show. Um, each day I write down how much the movie was, and then I keep a tally going of it. Um, and that was the most expensive movie. Nice. That I saw. Bang for your butt. 13 something. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but. Uh, so anyway, so I saw Jane and that was, that was that. Uh, the next day on the 5th, I went to, uh, I think this was back out here now. We were home and I went to the theater, like our local theater, right? For Christopher Robin. Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you haven't heard of it, Goodbye, Christopher Robin, it's, about the life of A.A. A. Milne, who created uh, Winnie the Pooh. And it's about him and his son, who Christopher Robin was based on. Right. And if you've watched the trailer, they kind of hint at it a little bit, but this movie, I, I guess I should say ahead of time, I'm not going to do huge spoilers, but, you know, I am going to talk a little bit about each movie, so heads up. Um, this movie was a real downer. Uh, I was all excited to see it, too, and now I don't... You don't want to well, we'd it. even thought, like, because it's PG, like, maybe we should take the kids, we'll be on Winnie like, the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. And it does go into it about, like, you learn kind of about the origins of it, and you see the kid with the toys, but it is, like, Debbie Downer the entire time. Like, he's a terrible father. <laughs> you said, mom like, is a terrible mom. You don't want to support Winnie the Pooh anymore. No, it makes, afterwards, you're like, oh, I feel dirty even liking Winnie the Pooh. And that's sad. <laughs> um, I don't but you know. You said it wasn't by Disney. So it was it not by Disney. It's a way to like sabotage Disney. It sure feels like it. Um, and it, here's the thing like, it was well done. I'm not saying it wasn't. The actors were great, but man, they just had such a bleak outlook. And I guess that's what happened. I don't know. I didn't get a chance to really do my research because it's been busy, but. Um, yeah, usually when you see a biopic, you're like... I'm, I'm reading all up on it. I haven't gotten to look up any of these. Like, The only one that I think I really got a chance to look and read up a little bit about was um, I when I watched uh, The Shining, I went and just started... You know, I mean, I knew about it, but right. I like to look up and read about things once it's while it's fresh in my mind. But I just... It's been so busy and so hard keeping up on the movies, I haven't had a chance to. But anyway, it's 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 good, but man, don't go into it thinking it's going to be Hundred Acre Woods and, you know, blustery day and stuff. Like, Too smart for strangers. It might be PG because there's not, like, bad, bad content, but it should be PG-13 just for depressingness alone. Um, so, I don't know. I'm not... It, it's weird, too, because I'm like, who did they make this movie for? Like, it just shows, like, how awful the whole thing was with... Very little redeeming factors. They didn't really hit their mark. I don't know. Um, 
Do you remember that show on the Disney Channel with the live-action Winnie the Pooh characters in like Day puppet Co- costumes? Yeah, it was uh, uh, Pooh Corner. Pooh Corner. Welcome to you, Winnie the Pooh. That's kind of like weird and freaky looking. And then they did Dumbo Circus with the same stuff after that. Dumbo Circus. Dumbo Circus. With Fair Dinkum. I didn't like Dumbo Circus. You didn't like Fair Dinkum? No. Or the creepy cat lady? No, I didn't. I I did like Winnie the Pooh. Um, but it was, was kind of like... It, I mean, it was new and unique. Well, it was the costumes where I just saw some like little mini documentary or something about the creation but of it. But I because feel like it was like in a cartoon world. No, no, just on stages. It was just on sets. But the 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 costumes themselves were very like high, you know, it was great big technology for the time. Hmm. I cannot remember where I, I just was you reading just about. Read this. about Pooh Corner. No, I did. <laughs> I, mean, I can't remember. I watched a little video about it or something. Something well, about the history of animatronics. Well, maybe it was a panel I went to at Comic Con. I don't know. Maybe I saw about it there. Maybe they could. Make a movie about Pooh Corner. Well, I I think Disney actually does have another Winnie the Pooh movie coming out um, at some point. The true story of Christopher Robin. not about that. I mean, (laughs) oh my gosh. Even, I mean, the kid actor was good, but just, it's devastating. It's depressing. So, just be aware going into it, because it kind of took, if I had known going into it, at least I would have been prepared. All right, I'm being told to move along. Well, next up, this is another one, man. Uh, the next one I saw was Suburbicon. And I will say this, as much as the Goodbye Christopher Robin trailer misled, <laughs> the Suburbicon trailer is probably the single most misleading trailer, like, ever. I'm sure it had a lot of my most unfavorite genres. It did. Well, okay, so just a little backstory. It's directed by George Clooney, written by the Coen brothers of, you know, Fargo, Big Lebowski, Blood Simple, etc. Um... And the trailer makes it look like uh, it's Matt Damon is the main star and uh, Julianne Moore and a bunch of other people. And the trailer makes it look like what you describe it. How would you describe the trailer? Genre-wise? I thought it was like a dramedy, like and, a darker comedy, yeah, a dark right? comedy. And that like this suburban guy just goes crazy, kind of like falling down type situation yeah like, but has like a nervous breakdown but a lot of funny stuff in the trailer right like mm-hmm. they it, yeah it is dead serious like it is not all the stuff in the trailer is edited in a different way than it is in the movie so that it looks funny because none of that is played for humor in the movie and here's the thing i enjoyed it and i like the coen brothers serious ones you know they often their own director you right. know when they direct them they kind of alternate between like a serious one and a than a comedy or you know not every other one but sort of like that right and i like them all i mean i I love all the serious ones like uh you know barton fink and miller's crossing and those types of things and of course i love the comedies as well so if i'd known going in that it was going to be this that would have been fine but i'm telling you the reason that people are have such a bad response to it is that it is not what it makes it look like for example, and I guess this is a little spoiler, you know, there's the funny part where in the trailer, like, the car blows up, and then he, like, goes and bikes away, and it's a squeak, 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 yeah, yeah. and it's, like, that's silly, right? 
in the movie, he's looking as a guy's face is like melting off in a burning car, screaming in pain, and he's like, ah, and he's going away, and he's got his blood on the bike as he's like escaping, and it's not, Ugh. it's not funny at all. It's, I mean, and again, that's fine because I'm, I'm fine with a murder What's revenge with the plot. Trailer like. I don't know. The trailer faking out. I don't know what the the reasoning was there. If they were asked to do that or what. People aren't going to like your movie if you mislead them. It's a bait and switch and not in a good way at all. So, Uh, However, I liked it. And if you are interested in a Coen Brothers serious movie that's, you know, violent and stuff, it's definitely something you might want to check out. But just know that going in. Uh, Day 7, I saw Thor. Ran and cook. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is actually the first one I got to see with someone else. Up until this point, the first six movies, I went by myself. And in several of them, uh, Jane, Goodbye Christopher Robin, Suburbicon, I believe, I was the only person <laughs> in the theater. And the other ones, I was one of, oh, Happy Death Day, I was alone. And like, this was the first one you went to our home theater? No, this is the second one. Oh, okay. Christopher Robin, I did oh, also. Um, Thor, I saw with my mom and my sister. And it was awesome. And I actually, you went during the day when I was at work, so I got to go to the movie at night. So I got to do my own movie pass challenge. Can I stay awake for a movie (laughs) at night? That's one that you could stay awake in. I mean, yeah, but I do have some things to say. Okay, let's hear it. Um, it was five dollar Tuesday, so it's always a little more crowded. Yeah, but I picked. Like a seat. <laughs> Everyone already knows back, where the yeah, story is going. In the back row, even to the side a little. Uh-huh. You know, not uh-huh. dead center. And I get there. I'm the only person in the back row. Yeah. The the movie started. Okay. So for some reason, people felt the need to come in late to this movie. You know, chomping their popcorn. But I kid you not. Twenty two minutes in. Like, we are way past the previews at this point. <laughs> right. This girl comes pushing past me. And she's by, her, by herself. She sits, like, four seats down. I'm like, okay. Just, that was annoying that you had to, like, push past me when there's a whole open row. Like, right. They're assigned seats, but, like, at that point. Yeah. And then, like, five minutes later, all these dudes come up and fill in and sit right next to me. Right next to me. Like, not even a space. So I exasperatedly sighed and scooted down. And he was like, oh, good. And he, like, put his popcorn on my seat. (laughs) It's just mind-boggling because I've gone, at this point, six movies. And no one sits by me. Not only that, but, like, I usually have the theater alone. And when you go, they all come to you. I guess maybe that just says something about me. Maybe no one. They're like, well, I don't want to sit by that guy. But, like... Why would you want to? <laughs> I don't know. Why would you but want to sit next to by a you. portly 40-year-old woman? You're not 40, first of on all. On the verge of 40. And you're uh, you're voluptuous. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm just so over it. I just want to, like, yell and rage at them. But it's like, can I teach you some theater, Eddie? <laughs> So horrible. But at, at this the point, movie itself was phenomenal, yeah. hilarious, amazing. And who doesn't like to watch Thor? Yeah. He's Chris. 
the most attractive superhero. He's the most attractive superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fish out of water stuff every time. You, know, you gotta love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely loved it. Um, Marvel. We were thinking can do about no taking wrong. our kids to it, but it's a little inappropriate. Yeah, I wanted to preview so. and see. It's just you know. Eh. We'll have to like rent it and like. We yeah, on a small parts. screen, I can like yeah, I can cover their <laughs> eyes for the right parts and whatever. It's hilarious. It's so funny, <laughs> but it. I mean, it is pretty violent in parts and stuff. You know, I mean, for it's PG thirteen, but they, they do have like a Romanesque Colosseum scene, and the kids know about that now. That's true. Since we've been to the Colosseum. It was also, I think, the funniest of the Marvel movies. I mean, it was almost just an outright comedy. It was definitely an outright comedy. And it has so many cool things. Oh, yeah. You're just... I don't want to give anything away. Definitely want to see it. Go see Thor, Man, and Cook. (sighs) You have to say that, don't you? Um, Let's see. The next one, on the eighth day of the 30 Movie Pass (laughs) Challenge. On the eighth day of Movie Pass (laughs) Challenge. Um, I went with someone again. Uh, This time my brother Matt joined me, as well as Brendan from Radio Brendo Man and uh, the MBWS show. And we went and saw It. This is one of the ones that people voted on. A couple of these I've done votes for, and... Um, went and saw it, which is actually I didn't even think about this until after the fact. But this is the second Stephen King movie I saw on the Thirty Day Movie Pass Challenge because the first one I saw was The Shining. Oh yeah. Um, which is funny because I'm not again, and I've kind of said this before. I'm not a huge horror fan. I like spooky movies, I like scary movies, but more like a PG thirteen ghost movie, right? As opposed to like a R rated gory one. And actually, I mean, this one it was gross and it was gory and stuff, but. It was a little tamer than some people had like made it out to be, and I guess according to Brendan, they, they tamed it down a lot from like what's the book. Like if they had shot it as it is in the book, it would have been way worse. But that being said, you know that part is not really for me. I, I don't love the gross. Stuff. I don't see rated R gore. It, it wasn't that gory. I mean, honestly. You probably could have even handled that part. It's just... You said it had a lot of my most unfavorite genres. It did. There's a couple parts that definitely wouldn't have liked. But anyway, I I liked the stuff with, like, the, you know, eight, set in the 80s with the kids. Although Brennan said it was originally set in the 50s and they changed it to the 80s, which I think is not a coincidence that they yeah, like, hello, came out after uh, Stranger Things. And as a kid from Stranger Things. Um, and those parts, you know, the 1980s stuff with the kids riding around on bikes is great, but in the end, I kind of just wish that I was watching more Stranger Things, because mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with Matt and Brendan and stuff, and there was parts that I liked, but um, it's definitely not one I'm going to feel the need to watch again. And also, like, some of the scenarios, I realize it sounds dumb being the kind of movie it is, but... They're just so unbelievable. Like, this would never happen. And I'm not talking about the ghost stuff. I'm talking about the characters of the kids. Like, for instance... <laughs> the bully. A spoiler alert. They have the most ridiculous bully in this movie. Where, like, you know, you see bullies are going to beat up on a kid. And even though a lot of the stuff in the movies might be exaggerated, you know, there really are kids that have been bullies and that did that kind of stuff, you know. But this one, they grab the portly kid... 
and they his like little minions hold him down and he cuts his name into his belly with a switchblade. <laughs> and Brennan said, like, oh that's in the book. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't make it any more believable. Like right. he would have gone to the police and they would have, you know, dealt with that scenario. The parents would never have been like, Oh, what's this name carved in your belly for? Okay, well, that's bullies. Like that's so over the top. It just it, it's it, I don't. I no longer believe this is really like a thing that happened in the eighties. You know, um, and that's before you get to scary clowns. And I guess that's the other thing for me is that I just I know that some people freaked out by clowns, but that just doesn't do it for me. So when I see clown, I'm like, all right, well, there's a clown. Like that's just not scary to Tell me. Tell that to the students in my class. I'm aware, and I know I've seen Brendan see clowns, and I've seen him flip out with a scary clown, but. It doesn't do it for me. Like, a ghost in paranormal activity is way scarier than me, to me. So, anyway, all that is to say, I'm, I'm getting the wrap it up thing again. I like to talk about movies. You are really giving a thorough. I promised I would give thorough. Well, last night, um, I saw another movie by myself. On the ninth day, I saw Daddy's Home 2, uh, which is a comedy. It was actually... Really, really funny, and we liked the first one a lot. Um, your sister Amber commented, like, that looks terrible, but I don't think that maybe she likes mainstream comedy the same way yeah, that we do. My sister likes, like, art house, subtitle. I like that stuff, too, but I also can appreciate just a dumb comedy and where then, Will Ferrell a, gets hit in the head with a, with a, a tetherball, you know. <laughs> Um, I'm excited. I want to see it. It's really, really funny. Like, I was dying. And then it's fun because I had a good crowd in the theater and the people around me were all laughing. Yeah, like everybody got it. It was just, it was a fun, you know, a comedy is a fun one to see with people because if everybody's laughing and into it, then. And there was a couple, like, I couldn't breathe parts where it just kept getting funnier and funnier, you know? Right. Um, you know, I you know those, those things. I there, love those where you just can't even catch yeah, your breath. There's like, a couple of those. You have to see the movie again because you laugh so hard. And I told Amber too. I'm probably a little biased because I am a dad, and they had like, I mean, they told some actual dad jokes. I'm pretty sure I've told a version of at some point myself. <laughs> you know, so like that stuff. That's very satisfying as well. Um, so it's good. Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, did it again. And Lindsay Weir. That's right. Don't forget our Freaks and Geeks alumni. <laughs> and Will Ferrell was in Undeclared. That's so true. Got the whole Judd Apatow connection there. So today we did something um, kind of crazy. We reached out to my student teacher. Um, well, she's not my student teacher anymore. Was your student teacher. Was recently... Um, because I heard she's, like, the world's best babysitter. Well, she should be if she's, I mean, amazing teacher, as you've already seen. Like, when she left my class, my kids were, like, heaving, crying. Like, she's, like, a kid whisperer. Um, and I said to Phil, like, hey, like, I've never gotten to do the movie pass challenge with you, even though you're a third of the way through. So, we um, dropped the kids off at a babysitter, and we got to go see Murder on the Orient Express, which was, like, the best movie I've seen in so long. Like, funny, suspenseful, thrilling, amazing acting. 
Like, it was so good. It's so good. And it, I think I've convinced Phil that this was his favorite movie he's seen on the movie past No, I, I think it definitely is. I, 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 what I said was my top three so far, this is day ten that we're talking about, my top three so far are Murder on the Orient Express, Thor, and Marshall. Those are definitely my top three. But I think this one edged them out. Like, it's that good. It so was good. spectacular. I love Agatha Christie. Um, I've enjoyed other movie adaptations of her books. The books themselves. The old Poirot TV show. Um, you know, so this is just... It was perfect. It was a Directed perfect movie. Directed by Kenneth Brownell. Yeah, who also plays Hercule Poirot. Who is just kind of like an obsession with all my high school friends. That kind of dates me a little, but I was back in his much ado about nothing face. Fun fact. Do you know who directed the first Thor movie? Kenneth Branagh? You got it. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. So there's your connection there. Well, he's so funny. Yeah. Because he plays the detective. Yeah, Hercule Poirot. Herco Hercule. Her- Hercule? Yeah, but they kept calling him Hercules. Which He's, is funny because there is actually one of the Agatha Christie books. I can't... Trials of Hercules or something like that. Where anyway, he... That's, I can't think of the title, but it's something like that. Where he goes through and each of the challenges that Hercules faced, he solves a mystery that like relates to it. And it's really good. Well, um, Ray from... Star Wars is it? Yeah, you didn't even recognize her. I didn't recognize Daisy her. Ridley. Just told me. I didn't. She's like a completely different character. And then um, Michelle Pfeiffer, Johnny Depp, another Josh Gad. Two out of Josh the top Gad. three movies mm-hmm. for me have Josh Gad. Um, Penelope Cruz. Um, who am I forgetting? There's more. Um, I don't know, there's tons of people in it. Oh, Judy Dench. Oh, Judy Dench was amazing. Um, I don't know, others, good ones. I can't think of others. But it was so good, and it made me want to, like, go travel again, because they traveled. <laughs> yeah. By train. It was beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, it was shot beautifully. And I'm pretty sure one of the shots was... Malta. Yeah, we need to look that up because it sure looked like Malta. They were like on a boat going outside of Walled City. And you know they so. shoot movies on Malta because yeah, we we went Popeye. to Popeye. So it was a lot of fun. It was fun getting to do it together, and it was probably one of the oh. more expensive movies we've seen. This is true because we, we had, had to pay, pay for it. Babysitter. Although, think about it this way: I don't want to. I won't diverge. Divulge her. Uh, actual rates but if we had just paid full price for us to go it would have been almost that true that and so, we didn't, we and we've paid for ourselves yeah, to go to the movies because i've still gone two times this month right. and paid for mine so. so i mean we can't do it every time but it's not that bad we've paid right. for ourselves to go to the movies many 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 times yeah and we didn't even like buy snacks well about a soda but yeah um so anyway speaking of that ticket price my total for the first 10 days um, that I would have spent, I've been keeping track of all the receipts, is $101.74. And how much did you get your pass for? $9.95. $9.95 a month, people. So You're actually losing money by not having one. That's right. So the average there uh, after 10 days is just about 10 bucks, a little over $10 per ticket. And 
like the one we saw today because it was a midday one was a discount and some of them have been discount ones and other ones are more expensive so it averages out but still 10174 for 995 a month pass it's pretty and that's cool. only 10 days and I'm only a third of the way in you have a lot more work to do I do and I am running out of movies. It's going to get more and more challenging here. You're this will be see interesting. A lot of bad movies. I'm going to I'm going to have to start cuz so far I've avoided seeing stuff that I don't want to see. Like I've seen some that turned out to be not quite as good as I thought, but all of but the all ones of I went to are ones that I like that looked interesting to me. <laughs> um, but I'm going to probably have to start seeing ones that don't look interesting to me at all. Luckily, we're going into a period of there's a lot of good Holiday new movies coming films. out. Yeah, but there's not enough to fill every single day of the week coming out. So I'm going to have to start digging a little deeper. And I'm about to embark on my most stressful week of school. Parent-teacher conferences. Parent-teacher conference week. So um, there might be a fight about the movie pass in there. The, the saving grace here is that this was all Janelle's idea. So she can't super get mad at me because she's the one that wanted me to do it. I could see myself not getting mad that you're doing the movie pass, but mad at myself, therefore taking it out on you. Well, that I could definitely see. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's been pretty great doing 30 movie pass challenge. If you guys want to follow along with the whole process, make sure you join our Instagram or follow us on Instagram and Darren Orange Show. Follow also on Facebook um, because I'm posting the stuff there, although it's more up to date on Instagram. So that is the best place to see what's going on and to be involved with the votes and stuff. We're having some visitors next week. Um, Jebony is coming into town. That's right. And um, Ezra. And so I still... Jeb and Ezra. That's the whole family. Jeb and Ezra. Um, so I'll still have to be doing the 30-day movie pass challenge I know. while they're here. Maybe, like, you and Jeff can go see a movie. Yeah. And then maybe we can switch and Ebony and I could go see a movie. That's a good idea. We can movie pass it up. We can, like, do the reverse of date night. Okay. Okay. Friend night. Friend night. I don't know if that's reverse, but okay. Well, thank you guys for listening at home and uh, being here with us at our show. We appreciate you. We do. And if you guys would like to write in, let us know uh, thoughts or questions or comments. Please write to MandarinOrangeShow at gmail.com or use our handy-dandy contact form. Yes, please do. And um, hopefully I'll have that post up I've been saying I would have up. Yeah, it doesn't help if you don't get it. At I still have time. You haven't posted this episode. That's true. But we'll see. We'll see. Strama. All right, well, I can't wait to find out what I see tomorrow. Actually, I kind of have a plan already in place. You better... I do. Did you, like, pitch that? What? What you're doing tomorrow. To who? To people. What do you mean? Isn't it, like, for a good cause? 
Oh, yeah. Well, by the time they hear this, it'll be done, though. So Can they not give to it, though? Maybe. Maybe they can. Um, gosh, I, I guess I probably should have talked about it sooner. But, yeah, I'm going to go participate. Um, Extra Damage is a podcast about video games hosted by uh, my friend Josh and Jesse. And um, they are participating in the Extra Life uh, charity fundraiser thing that... Um, basically, they stream video game playing for 24 hours, and all they get people to donate, you know, to support it, and all the money goes to the Children's Hospital of Orange County, nice, um, which is a great cause. And so I've, I think this is like the fourth or fifth year I've done it now, and I go out and play with them for a while, and hopefully help to drum up some interest. Um, I, so I guess they're doing it Saturday and Sunday. So hopefully, I think I can get it out. Um, tomorrow night. So maybe, you know, if people catch this quick enough, there'll be enough time to check it out. But if you look up Extra Damage, Extra Life, um, that will pop up, and you can donate there if you're interested. And uh, you can go and watch the videos later on, and I think you can donate after it closes for a little while. So um, maybe we'll try to get a link up on our page as well. Nice. um, For that. So, cool. Uh, I think that was good. Thank you for reminding me that. You're welcome. Yeah. And thank you for doing the show with me. I think that's going to do it for this episode. So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle, zitting the nose vecchio. And we talk so you don't have to.